Welcome to the Foul Original Podcast, where we take a foul look at professional wrestling. This is episode number two of the Hot Take Roundtable, NXT TakeOver Phoenix 2019 edition, recorded on the 27th of January 2019. This episode, we are joined by Adrian Brown from the As The Buckle Turns podcast, Sid the Nerdy Mark from the Nerdy Mark YouTube channel, and Tim from Armbar Audio Podcast. Big thanks for their input and make sure you check all of their stuff out too. Plus, go to fouloriginal.com for foul original business. Without further ado, let's begin. back with the hot take roundtable episode two after an amazing nxt takeover really 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 good takeover i'm going to take myself off monitor actually so i don't hear myself in the background because it really really annoys me but um, we are joined tonight by three fellow content creators Uh uh-oh technology is failing me one second but um we are joined by adrian brown from the as the oh there we go. As the book. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. I'm breaking up. Don't worry. I'm coming back. We're coming back. The technical difficulties I'm doing is because I'm trying to do something a little too complicated. I'll fix it. One second. Second. Technical problems always follow me. Coming back. I just need to take this monitor off. And monitor off. Bam. All right. That's probably going to sound a lot better now. So. Whoosh. Anyway, from As The Buckle, uh, almost had this ready, folks. Always had this ready. Let me get my notes and actually do this properly. So first of all, from Armbar Audio, we have Tim um, representing Armbar Audio Podcast. We also have Sid, the Nerdy Mark, um, representing the Nerdy Mark YouTube channel. And we also have massive friend of the show who has been in so many of my live streams now. I'm surprised that I haven't had him on yet to begin with. And that is Adrian Brown from... As the as the I keep getting this wrong. As the buckle turns, it is as the buckle turns, isn't it? All right, let's get him in. Let's get him in here. Bam! Now they should be able to hear. So do you guys all want to give yourself a little intro? And let's start with Adrian. Actually, studio at the broadcasting school where I attend, where you know they gave me the outlet to do this, and been a wrestling fan my whole life, pretty much since I was five years old. So it was a no-brainer when I came here to started doing a wrestling podcast, started it with March last year around my birthday. And it's my first guest podcast and appearance. I'm glad you guys had me on. Dude, you're totally welcome. Totally welcome. Adrian Brown has been, as I said, many of my chats during the weekly wrestling recaps. Um, and I really wanted to get him on. Um, I really, uh, I really like his voice as well. He's giving me Keith David vibes. So um, I had to have him on the show at some point. <laughs> and um, also next up we have from, Armbar Audio um, podcast. Tim, uh, Tim Farley, do you want to uh, shout yourself out there, myself, my friend? Oh, I always take a chance to shout myself out. Uh, my name is Tim Farley. I do run a podcast with a friend named John called Armbar Audio. I started podcasting on my own about six months ago. I've been watching wrestling as a, since I was a toddler. Uh, I even trained as a wrestler for about three months, but I realized that 
part of the business wasn't for me. Uh, and yeah, I just love wrestling and I'm super stoked to be here on Foul Original. <laughs> Why, thank you. Thank you so much, Tim. Um, yeah, uh, there was a little bit of confusion at the beginning of this, but it's me being stupid and kind of doing this all on the fly. But yes, thank you very much, Tim, for being here. And also, um, final but not 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 least uh, anyway, I don't know if I messed that whole words up, but Sid, the nerdy Mark, do you want to introduce yourself? Um, you've got a YouTube channel, link in the description. Let me know what you're all about. <laughs> Yeah, hey, uh, what's going on, everybody? What's going on, Foul Originals Nation? I don't know what you call your supporters, Foul, but yeah, hey, guys. Just people. Sid here. Uh, yeah, hey, guys, this is Sid here, a.k.a. The Nerdy Mark. I do have a YouTube channel called The Nerdy Mark. Go figure. Uh, I talk about everything from, of course, pro wrestling, but also comic books, video games, and anime, hence the nerdy side of The Nerdy Mark. Uh, I've been... Huge. I've been kind of, uh, I'll be honest with you, I've been kind of an on and off wrestling fan. But I said, you know, now that I'm doing this channel, I could be more consistent with my wrestling. Um, but, you know, I like to vary my content a lot. Uh, you know, I started YouTubing, I guess, I guess that's the word, uh, around February. Um, and then, you know, I've been just doing it ever since. And uh, I want to definitely thank, uh, first of all, actually, I want to thank Tim for extending out the Olive Branch uh, to invite me on the show and for connecting me and uh, Fowl so that we can do this awesome uh, uh, episode together. So great. Really excited to be here. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Back to you, Fowl. Well, thank you very much, folks. So um, we're going to start off with, um, for those of you, the way that we did this last time was um, it, we just basically went through the card. So I've got a few notes here. Obviously, you guys have been watching along as well. So first up, um, I've got all your predictions here. So we're going to go through the, I'm going to give you all of your predictions and then we're going to see how we did. So first of all, we have from Tim for the first match, which we had of the evening, which was the tag team match um, the War Raiders facing off against the tag team champions the um, Undisputed Era and we had prediction from Tim of the War Raiders winning so it looks like he did quite well and we also <laughs> woo and uh, I, I screwed that one up my prediction was for the Undisputed Era um, and we had Adrian's here Undisputed Era as well um, and oh, if I could find Sid's one over here. Um, Sid had the War Raiders as well. So, of all of those, um, I'm going to come to first of all to you, Adrian, because obviously, like me, you got it wrong. So, what what was your reasoning for having the Undisputed Era winning, and what did you think of their performance in the match? Honestly, between the two teams, I always thought that the War Raiders weren't long for NXT in the first place. So. True. My whole thing was, I'm just like, keep the Undisputed Era as the, uh, you know, the overbearing faction, keep gold on them in some way. But then I had to think about it when I, you know, when I really thought about it, like Adam Cole's speech about the whole Undisputed Era being draped in gold before the end of the year. So I even sent a tweet out that said this. I'm just like, well, he never actually said NXT gold. You get what I'm saying here? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I did. So, so I was thinking about it. I'm just like, well... You know, I guess that kind of makes sense if you're going to have the War Raiders win it, but keeping gold on Undisputed Era just made more sense to me because, you know, O'Reilly and Strong without those belts, I'm just like, what the heck are they? 
Yeah, like, because it was really weird to see that Adam Cole wasn't in a match tonight. Like, that shocked me too. I'm like, honestly, I really, to be honest with you guys, I really wasn't too excited about this because there's no Velveteen Dream. I love the guy. <laughs> so, dude, same page, same page. It's, it's hard for me to get up for a takeover now without that guy. I'm sorry. It's just that's can just I, it's for me. <laughs> can I ask a question to Adrian? Go for it. Is your dad Isaac Hayes? <laughs> <laughs> I got smooth and deep, man. (laughs) I did. I've got coffee here that ain't as smooth as your voice, mate. Like, you know. That's why I went to broadcasting school. I'm trying to get into voiceover work. You know what I'm saying? Trying to trying to read some commercials. Trying to you know do some video games. You never know. <laughs> Actually, yeah, dude, I mean, I, I mean, I I I'd sign up for a mortgage based on your voice, and I don't even have good credit. <laughs> I got terrible credit. <laughs> um, yeah, so. <laughs> A lot of people compare me to the guy that does the Allstate commercials, but you know, <laughs> yeah. that type of thing. I mean, wait, wait, give me a taste of that because I don't, I we don't know the Allstate commercials here. So, you can you give me a reading? I'd love to hear a reading, you know, man. You know, Dennis Haysbert, he's always like, you know, like, are you in good hands? You know, that guy. Uh, I know Dennis Haysbert, the president from Twenty Four. I know him. That guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I like for real. But for real though, my dad, he's kind of an old school player, kind of like Isaac Hayes. You know, he got. That <laughs> I'm sorry. No, my, that's not my dad, for real. Look, we 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 need to do this, yeah. Just about you at some point. We need to have a talk about your life someday, man. Like, geez, I want to hear stuff. Exciting, trust me. I'm a late bloomer, so. No, 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 no. I don't believe this. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna move this on to um so to Sid. So obviously, you guys both got it right. So why? So we'll start with you, Sid. What did you think of the match? Um, are you happy the War Raiders won? Were you 100% sure they were going to win? Give us a bit. Oh, Sid, you still there? Oh, no. Oh. Uh-oh. Hey, what's up? Hello? Hello? There we go. Oh, got you. Uh, I was on we got you. So sorry. I was on mute. Ah, that's all right. Uh, so I am actually driving right now, um, but uh, I can still talk, obviously. <laughs> But uh, I don't worry about the story. We're like five minutes away from my house. Anyway, um, okay. But I love the match, man. Uh, War Raiders and Undisputed Era, really good match. I love the way it started out, like you know, really hot from the beginning, where they both just started going after each other. Um, yeah. I always want. I, I really wish this was almost a Texas Tornado match. That would have been really cool. Um, yeah. But that would have been fine. And it's not just because I'm from Texas. It's because I. <laughs> match really needed that kind of uh, tension but anyway uh, great match um uh, i picked the war raiders because you know i think they're really uh be- being touted posed uh, you know poised i mean for the uh the uh, for, for gold uh and i loved uh arrows run with the titles but uh personally i just wanted to see some new faces uh, now i'm excited to see where the nxt titles go from here and i i feel like um a main roster call-up isn't too far for the era. So, uh, you know, maybe that's uh, one of the reasons why they're doing that. And I'm wouldn't be surprised if all four of these guys showed up at the Rumble, too, tomorrow. Oh, 
Well, Tim, I'm going to throw this to you. Um, so, obviously, War Raiders, known as War Machine, all of the Indies, New Japan. Um, so, did, so looking at that, I know that you watch a lot of other wrestling as well. Like, I think you guys were watching Shimmer the other day. Um, I, I wanted to uh, ask you, do you prefer their work in New Japan or do you prefer their work here? Did you see them in New Japan? Like, I did. Um, I think that everywhere they go, they exude the same amount of intensity and the same amount of wrestling acumen. So I think there's no change other than production. Um, I picked the War Raiders because of the production. Lately in NXT TV, we have seen many vignettes um, that were awesome. The way the show started uh, with the in with the Vikings coming out and pounding that was awesome that was that was was amazing um in my notes here i wrote that the war raiders not the ascension or the bludgeon brothers are the heir to lod and demolition uh i also thought uh one of your flair moments morrow quoted ron burgundy and it totally fit he said great odin's raven and (laughs) I, I almost forgot to laugh because it fits so perfectly. Um, that, but yeah. What about the let the bodies hit the floor? Drowning pool reference, man. Oh, he was hitting the references oh. all night. <laughs> He's Mr. Pop Culture anyway. I mean, he drops those yeah. times, dude. But, um, oh, yeah. But uh, this was the best tag match in WWE I've seen since the DIY versus Revival match. Um, okay. I knew Hanson was. Uh, very agile, but when he did the back handspring double elbow, I I jumped out of my seat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was uh, it was outrageous, and uh, the undisputed. I think that the undisputed. Going off what Sid said, I think mm-hmm. it would be really awesome and not totally off the books if the four members of Undisputed Era are in at least the in the last seven men of Royal Rumble. <laughs> I I, th- I think yeah from what seems to be like a lot of people are saying and I mean I would agree with you I feel like they're gonna be in the rumble I feel like they're gonna come in shield style and they can't go in one at a time it has to be just all of them come in as like oh, Triple H's cool. like dogs of war yeah just walk in and just start doing stuff yeah that would be amazing for all four of them to walk in and, and like just start I, I would like them to almost be like um, not tied to any brand in particular and just just start running roughshod over both shows that would be amazing because it's something we haven't seen for a long time Nexus style but um, my last question about this tag match um, is how did it compare to the NXT UK one for the ones that have seen it uh, Mustache Mountain versus the Grizzle Young Veterans what would you say is your favourite of the two I can't come this. I I didn't watch the NXT UK one, so that's it. I I, but but I'd say yeah, and I'm still gonna say it. The NXT UK one because I expected less from it. I expect what I got here was what I expected and more. I expected less from that match, and it surprised me. Um, Oh, I guess we're in the store now. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm in the store. Uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, for for me, I think uh, yeah, I I I guess like, like that makes a lot of sense. 
foul. I think that's a good reasoning. And I don't know. I guess since I have seen Era and Raiders uh, in competition before, but I haven't seen the NXT UK, those guys complete before. That was my first time watching those guys compete. I haven't even seen them in the Indies. So I guess just for yeah. that, I'm going to go for, uh, yeah, the NXT UK match. And that, too, was the crowning of the first ever NXT UK Tag Team Champions. So it was a very yeah. much more special moment in that sense for me. And I mean... I mean, if you guys haven't seen NXT UK, I would suggest, like, for everyone actually watching, go just watch Zach Gibson. Just go watch Zach Gibson promos. I saw him in Five Star Wrestling, and he was, like, literally, like, the flower growing out of dirt. Um, Like, the whole of the rest of the show looked like just crud. And he, there were a few people like Dave Mastiff and a few others, and they really impressed me. Anyway, anyway, thank you for that. Well, let's move on to the, uh, my notes say some reason um oh i've put nxt tag titles undisputed era and then as i said during the stream because i kept getting them confused i wrote hansen beard grow bold so i could remember who they were and uh, <laughs> fight forever fight forever um and that uh, yeah the undisputed era were the 2018 tag team of the year um according to the event that went on on the pre-show which yeah it was a bit weird you know anyway about that match was though Hmm. I love the whole take one guy, hit another guy with a guy. Yes. I look, honestly, I think that's how they should handle triple threat matches all the time. I'm like, because there's too many times if you watch a triple threat match per se, it's like there's always somebody laying down outside the ring while the other two guys fight. I'm like, pick one guy up, hit the other guy with him. Sid, I might have to mute you, mate, because uh, I don't want to do my shopping today. Uh, I did that ages ago. <laughs> can you mute your mic? Can you just mute your mic for a bit. It's all right. Yeah. But you can still listen. That's okay. It's okay. Did you hear what I said, though? Yes, yes. So yeah. you like the fact that um, that the way that they take one person and hit them to the other. So I love that. I love that. Was the whole story of that match? I absolutely loved it. I'm just like, I'm just like, you know, take one guy, hit the other guy with him. I mean, I was popping yeah. every single time somebody did that. I'm just like, I'm like, I need more of this. It looks amazing every time they do it as well, and it's like every it's the reckless abandon. And you watch them. There was a there was a point in the match when I think uh, Hanson suplex row into um, Roderick Strong and like you sorry he suplexed Kyle O'Reilly into Roderick Strong knocking him off the apron but the way that he just threw him was he just like just tossed him and it's just right. it was and some was really unique where... right and then there was yeah. an explorer yeah there was the one where Hanson standing on the apron and, and Roderick like like kind of sidesteps and throws Roe into him kind of spears him his partner off the apron I'm just like <laughs> give me more of this I'm like this is what think... I'm talking about right here I think, Tim, what you said about them being the real spiritual successor to Legion of Doom, I totally agree with you. Um, and yeah, Chris, we got Chris Black in the chat here. First time watcher. Um, he's available on Twitter. Um, made a donation tonight. Thank you very much for that. Um, but Chris Black, he was really impressed by the tag match. The first time he's ever watched NXT. And yeah, he was pop- I could see he was popping in that match. I could tell. Um, every single time the, that War Raiders do that, it's so impressive. Because they're so agile as well. Like, you just don't expect it. Like, when you, you watch those two. Hansen, you do not expect it at all. And it's like they're polar opposites, too. It's like the bigger guy is the agile guy and the high flyer. The smaller guy is the power guy. You know, it's like... It's, a good, <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it's a good yeah, yeah. position between the two, and I kind of I enjoy that team. 
every time that they walk out there, you can kind of just see them. Like, they walk out there, and it, you're right. It, it's like, it's exactly the polar opposite of what you would expect. Because so if you were told that you, like, okay, these two guys are quite agile, you'd look to row every single time. You would not expect to see Hanson doing what he's doing and oh, having the power. Backhand spring. Oh. It's backhand spring elbow onto both people. Sorry? Yeah, so no, I actually uh, saw a tweet, and by the way, I'm I just left the store. Okay, so uh, cool, cool, but, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I actually saw a tweet. Someone said, uh, "Why don't they add uh, just because of how agile he is? Why don't they add Hanson to the to the cruiserweight match at the Royal Rumble and just call him like I think uh, a huskier version of Rick, Ricochet?" <laughs> You, you know what? That could be like when Samoa Joe entered the X Division uh, yeah. and just killed everyone. <laughs> that would be great. Actually, him versus yeah, Buddy Murphy. That, that matches money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I know. Good. Somebody, We're going to move on to the next. Somebody just something here, y'all. I'm looking at it. says DIY versus War Raiders for all the NXT gold. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. That would be good, actually. Oh, I got actually. other ideas. Uh, oh, we're going to come back to those later on, but... Oh, nice. Okay, we're going to move on to the next match. So, again, going on your um, going on your predictions and on mine. Next match up, according to my notes... Oh, so actually, before that... Yes, no, no, no. Just these general notes. Um, we had Pete Dunn and Tony Storm in the crowd. Um, what did you guys think of that? Do you, like, we didn't tonight. Without kind of spoiling the rest of the night, we didn't have any of those infamous crowd shots. All we got was yeah. Tony Storm and Pete Dunn. What did you think of that? Uh, let's start with Let's start with Sid. What did you think of that? <laughs> yeah, uh, so I actually joke a lot, and Tim knows this joke, but I joke that Tony Storm is my wife. Um, and, mm. You know, anyway, but uh, so I think that was cool. It's good to see that, you know, the NXT UK, uh, you know, crossing over to the actual, to the regular old NXT, showing like, hey, you know, there's NXT UK. You should totally watch us because we're awesome. Um, it was great. I liked seeing them there, but yeah, I was a bit disappointed to see like uh, people who they possibly who they didn't sign, who people who they have signed and they didn't, we don't know about yet. Like I, there were rumors that Kushida was coming to NXT, yes. and I thought I was going to see him there. Um, but you know, I mean, it's all good. It's not like you know, it doesn't it didn't kill the show for me. It wasn't like a Ric Flair moment, as you say, foul. But um, but I liked. Did, I thought it was cool. It was good to see uh, Dunn and. Uh, uh, storm in the crowd. It was it was great. You know, having your NXT UK champion, which is the NXT UK, which is an extension of your NXT brand, um, it made perfect sense. So, yeah. Did it? Did it? I'm going to take this to Tim. Actually, um, do you feel like though that it was a bit underwhelming? Do you feel like that made it not feel like a takeover? Uh, not exactly. I think the thing that saved it was Tony trying to make Pete smile. Yeah. Uh, that, that really changed the feeling of, oh, it's Pete Dunn and Tony Storm. I already know them. Uh, but yeah. I totally get where Sid's coming from. I expected either uh, Shane Strickland or Trevor Lee or Kushida. But yep. the fact that she was so chipper and Pete was himself and she was trying to get him 
him excited was saved the whole moment, I would say. Okay, well, um, Adrian, I, I wanted to ask, like, as you said, you don't really watch NXT UK, so would that make you want to watch, like, any of the matches? Would that make you want to go out and seek NXT UK on the network? I mean, it's good to put your champions on display like that, but... Th- to comment on what you were bringing this up for, I'm just like, I don't, there haven't been really a lot of high profile, I guess you could say, signings to put on the railing for a moment, for a moment like this. It, and, and that's probably another reason why I guess there, I wasn't really excited about this. There wasn't really like any any build to it. You know, like I said, nobody's gonna get excited for seeing Trevor Lee. You know, he's my, you know, he's from right here, in North Carolina, like me. I know, you know, what I'm saying I've watched the guy his whole career basically, but you know. It would it make me watch NXT UK? Uh, maybe it'll make you want to check it out. You know, I mean, I didn't really get to, I didn't really see the whole entire moment. I didn't, I missed all what um, he was talking about where Tony's trying to cheer him up a little bit. But I don't know, maybe, maybe it could if you're not familiar with it. Because you know, like, I, I mean, that's. Yeah, because that's what I feel like that's normally really good for. It's to give, like, all the smarks in the crowd. Oh, my God, it's Matt Riddle. But then right. for anyone right. else to there go, no that guy like looks that. quite... It but again, like, the Kushida thing, like, I expected, I expected to see Kushida sat out there tonight. And when I didn't, I kind of felt a bit like, ooh, does that mean that he's going to the Rumble? It it was good, but it felt... Maybe it's because we've we've had so many really big signings come in. As you're saying, Adrian, we haven't had those big signings recently where you can just kind of display them. They're very niche people like a Trevor Lee. Um, but yeah, just a bit weird. I put it in my notes. So I thought we'd quickly talk about it. But well, um, after that, uh, we had Riddle versus Ono 3. So Riddle versus Ono 3 um, for... Or like, what did people think? I'm gonna come to. I'm gonna come to Tim first. What do you do? You like Matt Riddle? I'm asking this to everyone. Do you like Matt Riddle? I love the OB, the original bro. <laughs> I've been following him since he started his wrestling career. Okay. Um, the man but... exudes exudes charisma. Uh, everywhere he goes, he's loved, except another flair moment when he was coming down the ramp and he was fist bumping <laughs> literally everyone. Some older woman in the crowd said no. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, what? I was like, why would you not do that? Like, even if you don't like him, what, <laughs> what is wrong with you? But... Um, uh... Continue, Fowl. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. I was going to say, because because you like Matt Riddle, yeah, this is basically something that I seem to get a lot of. And this came from inside the chat today as well. People have heard a lot about Matt Riddle. When they see him in NXT, in, just in NXT, they're underwhelmed. Um, I'm going to take this to, to Sid. What, why would you think that people are, like, have you seen Riddle outside of NXT? And if you have, are you underwhelmed by his NXT performance? Because I've been kind of underwhelmed. Yeah. Um, oh, give me one sec. Sorry. What? Yeah. Um, yeah, personally, uh, you know, yeah, I have seen a couple of his matches outside of uh, uh, NXT. Actually, that's in fair part thanks to Tim. He always is like, you know, always, uh, you know, giving me, some matches to watch outside of WWE. Uh, one of the mm-hmm. matches I watched was uh, him and Will Ospreay, and it was that was a damn good match. Um, so 
So I think if and as far as his performance in in WWE so far, uh, I will say that whatever I've seen of him right now is really awesome. But I do feel it's a little early to tell whether he's like over with the crowd yet because he's only been here for a couple of months. But I think um, you know once he has like some. Once he kind of gets out of the kind of the undercard and kind of goes into the more of a like a mid upper mid card scene, uh, maybe the North American title scene. Uh, I think mm-hmm. there people will start to you know really appreciate the talents of Matt Riddle. But I think this match uh, with Cassius Ono, um, this really showcased uh, his array of of skills uh, really well. Um, very short match, but I think it really uh, displayed what Matt Riddle is capable of. So. Um, but to answer your question, uh, Foul, uh, no, I'm not underwhelmed at all by Matt Riddle. I'm actually very impressed every time I see him. And I tweeted this, that I love his genuine enthusiasm for the business. You know, former MMA guy comes into wrestling and he loves it. Uh, unlike a certain other uh, MMA slash WWE guy who uh, decides uh, to show up only when he gets a paycheck. So we, we, we talk about Ken Shamrock. Oh, I was talking. Well, I was talking, <laughs> well, no, I was talking about uh, I was talking about Brock Lesnar, but okay, yeah. Oh, oh, that guy, yeah. That, I have yeah, a question Yeah, yeah. Why, why do you have you seen any of Matt Riddle outside of NXT? Yes, so. I've seen of Matt Riddle. I've seen Matt Riddle's blood sport. I've seen his match against uh, Suzuki, sorry, Minoru Suzuki. I've seen um, other matches here and there. I saw some of the stuff he did in Defiant. Um, I've been really impressed with every, and this is why it's it's underwhelming to me. I've been really impressed with everything he's done outside of NXT. I haven't been that impressed. Maybe it's just the, the booking, but I, I like <laughs> it is the booking. It is, Matt isn't Riddle- it? Matt Riddle is bigger than where they're putting him. He said before he was even in the WWE, he wanted to retire Brock Lesnar. Now, a guy who has that kind of acumen behind him, why is he starting at the undercard of NXT? I understand that he needs to learn where the cameras are, but but there's greener talent on the main roster than Matt Riddle. So why wasn't he shot straight to the top? in the beginning okay no you're right and this is something that i was going to bring up and i'm going to take it to adrian um what what yeah do you like watching do you are you impressed by matt riddle and do you think that he is being held down to start with do you think he should have got the aj treatment straight in straight in all right here we go (laughs) (laughs) i Uh (laughs) i go for it matt riddle is good but Matt Riddle has never impressed me. I'm sorry. It's just like it, when I see him out there with the bare feet and the long hairs in the trunk, it's just like I will always see him as an MMA guy moonlighting as a wrestler. And okay. that's like I say, honestly, that's just how I feel about it. Like I said, I'm not oh, saying that's fine. I'm not saying he's bad, but he just does not impress me. Honestly, I'm like, if he would, if they turn him into some sort of little Tarzan gimmick or something like that, I could buy into it. But this whole moonlighting as a wrestler thing, like I watched his whole MMA career. He got some fight, he got some fight bonuses in the UFC. He was a decent fighter, but at the same time, I don't think he's being misused. It's just like, I don't know. He is where he is what he is right now. 
And it's just like, I understand some people think he should be positioned better, but at the same time, you can look like a monster on the independent circuit all you want to. But, you know, but when you get to those big cameras, it's easy to see how small, not, I'm not talking about physical, but, you know, your performance actually is. I'm just like, I understand he's probably capable of more, but at the same time, I see, how do I put this? <laughs> I don't like I said, I don't think the guy is bad. Like I think he's fine where he is. He really he's got a lot more he probably still needs to learn as far as like learning actual performing for television wise. You see, a lot of people think he probably needs to be pushed further because he has this built in fan base. But that you can probably say that about a lot of the guys who get signed around the same time as he had. You can say that about Keith Lee. You can say that about me and Yim. You can say that about almost about anybody. But just because you have that built in doesn't mean you you should be pushed to the main right. AJ was different. Okay, everybody everybody knows AJ. There's nothing about wrestling AJ needs to learn ever. So putting him in NXT would have been a waste. But I'm sure that there's people out there who are not AJ fans or feel the same way about AJ that you feel about Riddle. You're kidding. I right? think. Okay, I, I no, think. I'm not kidding. Okay, seriously, I mean, <laughs> what he did at TNA, what he's, what he did in PWG and ROH and NJPW. Like, I mean, really, you think anybody uh, would think that about AJ? Us? Go for it. Go no. for it. Think about it. Like people like us who who follow wrestling religiously, no. But I think there are WWE fans who were exposed to him and probably still feel there's probably a minority that do still feel that way. I I wouldn't be surprised because everyone has an opinion and not all of them are the same. And I think, um, I think there is probably a minority out there that uh, is, you know, they, they may think that AJ can do everything in the ring, but he doesn't do anything for them. Um, but I'm not Actually. saying people like us, because uh, people who watch religiously, of course, love AJ Styles. Yeah, I, I spoke about this during the last roundtable, and I said that we are. It's it's unfair sometimes for like who we know in wrestling compared to the mainstream. Now, what I would take from Adrian's point is that you've got to remember that a, a lot more, way more people know who AJ is compared to Matt Riddle. Like, I could say that at the time that he came into the WWE and at that Rumble, everybody, and you're right, everybody, I remember thinking no one's going to know who he is, but I forgot that everybody does know who he is. Matt Riddle, he's a bit of a niche within a niche, and it's hard maybe. It's it's hard maybe for people like AJ. I mean, he was on, he was everywhere. He was he was Mister TNA. You automatically. I always thought that AJ would never make it in the WWE because of that, and that Vince would just put him in, job him out, send him off by. But it shocked the hell out of me when he turned up in that Rumble. But I think if Matt Riddle turned up in that exact same spot, let's say at the point in his career where he is now, he wouldn't get the same response. People wouldn't know who he was. They'd just think he was some weird surfer gimmick that had just turned up. Like, I don't think they'd know. I don't think he would get that same response. And it's nothing against Matt Riddle. It's just that 
AJ. I think you're right. AJ was a special case. But Sid, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this to you. If if Matt Riddle went straight into the WWE um, main roster, didn't go through NXT, do you think he would make an impact? Uh, to be honest with you, uh, probably not. Because uh, let me be honest, I didn't know much about Matt Riddle until the news broke out that he might have been signed to WWE. So like that's kind of how I really knew. But I mean, yeah, luckily thanks to Tim, I saw a couple of the matches. Uh, you know, like like his match with Keith Lee and Will Ospreay. But yeah, I, I didn't know much about about uh, um, uh, Matt Riddle, and yeah, and he may have been relegated to the surfer gimmick and whatnot. Um, if you were to just show up a la AJ Styles. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, uh, but I do like Riddle though. I am, he is really growing on me. Like I said, his genuine passion for the wrestling business is very captivating. But uh, yeah, as far as uh, to answer your question uh, again, uh, Sal, I think, yeah, I, I may not have uh, gravitated towards Matt Riddle as much if he were just, you know, plop, just put into the Royal Rumble just like that. All right, Real so quick. last quick. Oh, yeah. Sorry, go go for it. Real quick, I I just think my point was lost. I'm I wasn't saying that he has the uh at the statistics or whatever you want to call it of AJ Styles. I was just saying that other the people around the world who watch the product pro- may have that same feeling about AJ Styles. That's all I was okay. saying. No, no. As, as I think what I wanted to ask was, and I think this is, and I think we all know the reason why he isn't being pushed massively to the main roster straight away. And I just want to get that elephant right out of the room. Do you think that if Matt Riddle wasn't a blatant stoner, that he would have been straight in the main roster, no messing about, do not pass NXT straight in, there would have been nothing. But do you think that he's in NXT specifically to wait it out because he might be popped for a, like of an infraction at some point. No, I think he didn't go to main roster WWE because Paul is afraid of what Vince would do to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, next, Sid, same same I question. I don't think they believe he's good enough. I just don't. You, they don't believe he's enough. I just don't. Adrian, yeah. Okay, and Sid, what what do you think? Do you think that if he wasn't a stoner, that he would be straight straight on the main roster, no messing? Uh, to be honest, I don't know if that would have been a factor at all, but I, th- I think uh, just uh, kind of going off what Tim's saying, I think uh, Triple H has a much better mind for the business, and I think, uh, you know, he obviously deserves to be in a place where someone will know where he's worth, unlike Vince, who may or may not have known what to do with him, stoner or not. So, I mean, that's, my, that's what I have to say about that. Okay. Okay. So moving on, we had um, we had, and this this at this point, I popped. Yeah, Velveteen Dream turned up with two women. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and, great. Uh, I was very happy. Then I remember thinking, okay. And then in my mind, I was like, how is he going to fit into all of this? But um, he just turns up with two women out of a... I thought it would have been more interesting if he turned up with a woman and another guy. That would have been quite fun. But instead, they were the safe option. (laughs) We're the safe option, goddammit. And he just turned up with two women. But it's Velveteen Dream. We got to see him for a second. And uh, that... What did you actually, actually, I'm going to ask you, what did you think of that segment? Like, did we need it? Did we need it? Um, starting with Adrian, your big Velveteen Dream, Mark. Let's, let's see what you think. Was that enough? I mean, take over without the Velveteen Dream. Come on, man. 
That made, yeah. my, whole, that made my whole night right there. I'm good. Was that enough? Was that enough yeah. for you? To... I'm good. <laughs> um, amen. Yeah, amen. Uh, Tim, what are you thinking? Were you happy with that? <laughs> uh, not exactly. I was... Uh, as soon as I saw him, and since it came right before the uh, NXT North American title match, I assumed, since he talked about it on NXT television, that he would somehow be more present during that match, like um, maybe standing in the crowd and watching intently. Um I think that it was good on NXT to have him there because Velveteen Dream is a star. And yes. um, So was he used properly? Not exactly, but I'm glad he was there. I feel like we should have had something much more meme worthy from him in the background though. That was my disappointment there. I mean, I don't know what we could have had yeah. him do, but yeah, at least yeah, he was there. And yeah. Worth. Something gift worthy would have been good, you know, cause I, I, I yeah. love gifts and, or GIF, however you say it now. But yeah. Um, GIF. Graphic. GIF. Yeah. Oh. I, a GIF, GIF is um, a cleaning product we have over here. Um, it's now called SIF. Yeah, as I think. A, as yeah. A GIF here. Okay, as GIF a over here is peanut design. butter. Let oh. me just. Over here in the, yeah, over yeah. Here in the States, Adrian. GIF peanut butter, so. As a graphic okay. designer, the correct term is GIF. Okay, from graphic right. design. No, so, that is true. <laughs> okay. But it's a hard G. People say it G. either way. It doesn't really matter. But. Yeah, tomato, I sometimes tomato. say. Exactly. Tom- <laughs> potato, potato. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, 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 moving on, moving on. So yeah, because I'm a big Velveteen Dream, Mark, and I I hated that he wasn't on this show. I hated that. Well, can I can I can I say something real quick? Yeah, sure. Oh, of course you can. So um, you know, I actually I think I was I was actually earlier I was talking to Tim about this, but like uh, I actually one time uh, like at work, one of my non wrestling friends is a huge Prince fan. And I told him, dude, check out Velveteen Dream. He's basically Prince with a six-pack. And, you know, Prince, he was the guy who pretty much got all the ladies, right? And so Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the main reasons, because basically they're they're booking him as uh, a buffer version of Prince. And so, you know, having two ladies with him, I think, makes sense. But, yeah, I mean, I can understand the whole guy. If if a guy was there, it would have been interesting and whatnot. But, yeah, I think... uh, they played it. They they did play off on that um, at one of the takeover events. I can't remember exactly which one it was, but he came out yeah. with a guy holding his mouth guard and a woman on the other side, and they played the bisexuality yeah. slight, ever so slightly. So it felt a little bit disappointing that he didn't have a guy there, like just to make it a Velveteen Dream moment, and like yeah. Um, but what I was going to say, and I said it during the show, was do you? And this is actually a very quick question, but. Uh, do you think that anyone else could do that gimmick? Mm, I don't that you think could see so. right now. When somebody's so tight, something like that, you can't really imagine anybody else doing it, especially when they yeah. do it so well. You know what I mean? I Tim. think uh, Patrick Clark is a prodigy, yeah. and I think that if he was given any gimmick, he would get it over. Um, he and Tyler Bate at their ages are just wrestling prodigies. So no, I don't think I could see anybody else getting that gimmick over, but I could see him getting any gimmick over. 
Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I totally goddamn agree. Uh, let's uh, take you on to the... So the next match was for the United States title. It was Johnny Gargano facing off against Ricochet. Um, Ricochet, United States champion going in. Um, for those of you that watch... NXT, oh, sorry, I've got a new chair here. For those of you that watch NXT... <laughs> pressed the button I didn't know existed. For those of you that watch um, NXT on a weekly basis and been watching over the past year, um, the story that were... The story, main story within NXT is of DIY breaking up. Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa. Gargano has been recently, I guess, ends justify the means. He's not necessarily doing bad things, but he thinks he's doing the right thing. This match against Ricochet, um, it was almost match of the night for me the second it started. Um, What do you guys think of the whole Gargano situation? Um, Starting with Adrian, what do you think of... Like, do you like this storyline? Do you think it still has legs? Well, in a way it does, but I'm kind of disappointed that Johnny won this match. And because it has to do with, you know, the main event. I know we haven't got there yet, but... Mm. The thing, the thing about it is, I I enjoy Johnny as the lovable loser. I don't, I'm not really a fan of Johnny Badass, if if that makes any sense. <laughs> you know, yeah. like he playing the lovable loser and the coming oh so close and everything like that, and having Tommaso pull his strings emotionally, that kind of plays pretty well to me. In, yeah. in that in that faction, now the only reason I like the only reason I say that is because. This whole situation to me with DIY breaking up and everything, the only way this whole reign of terror Tommaso Ciampa thing plays, it can really get paid off is if Johnny beats him for the title. To me, that's the only way, like I said, they booked themselves so much into a corner with all that. That's the only way this whole thing can really have a true payoff. So Johnny actually getting a belt it kind of spoils it for me a little bit, but I mean, like I, said, I I like the match. I mean, Johnny executing the whole keeping Ricochet grounded thing, Ricochet taking the high risks and you know showing off his balance and countering everything. The whole story I saw to the match, it seemed to be like they're playing on their competitive knowledge after knowing each other for ten years and things like that. And you know, and that, playing, that was acknowledged during the match as well. Constantly like, acknowledged constantly. That, that these guys well, had had wars. Right. Oh, yeah. They're con- they were constantly playing that up in the match with like countering each other's things and stuff like that. And and even though they're technically both smaller guys in quotes, I mean, they're playing up r- the fact that Ricochet technically is the bigger and stronger guy and things like that. So, I mean, it was it was very entertaining. I'm, I'm just like, how long can Ricochet do these crazy things? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, this guy's ridiculous, I, man. I, I mean, obviously, the reason I came to you first, sir, Adrian, is because you, you predicted Ricochet to win this match. Obviously, yeah. we know that didn't happen, but I'm going to take it very quickly because it seems as if that was basically everyone's prediction. Um, I think, is that everyone? Oh, no, actually, actually, actually. I've got to my notes here because I expected Gargano to win because I thought that it would further the story. So that was my prediction. But there was one person else who who actually predicted this, and that was Tim. So, Tim, why did you say Gargano? And, like, are you happy that it was Gargano? Um, I said Gargano because I think Ricochet is being poised for 205 Live. Um, I don't, I'm not happy that it's Gargano. Um, 
I mean, I don't really feel any sort of way, and this is why. Um, as Adrian was talking about Matt Riddle, I have similar feelings uh, in a different way with Gar- Gargano. I am not a fan of Gargano, but I respect that he could tell a story better than 99% of all contracted WWE talent. The guys' matches are so good because they just build and build and build and build, and it's fantastic to watch. Do I like him as a heel? No. Do I like him as a face? No. Do I like his matches? Yes. Um, So I don't feel any particular way for him winning, but I picked him to win because I think Ricochet is going elsewhere. Okay. Well, um, Sid, obviously you went for, um, I think I've got you down here as, yeah, you got you as Ricochet as well. So, um, why did you think Ricochet and uh, like, okay. So obviously kind of jumping off on that point there that Tim said, I'm going to keep it going. 205 live Ricochet. Huh? I would not mind doing that, seeing that because one, I do, I did start watching 205 Live not too long ago because I review NXT and 205 Live and seeing Ricochet every week on either show is a treat for me. I don't mind if he goes there. Um, I mean, because there are, like, I think he would be a good opponent for Buddy Murphy. Like, I'm just saying. Um, but anyway, that's that's a whole other story. But the reason I picked Ricochet is actually very similar to the reasons that uh, Adrian said Ricochet. And that was because I wanted the Johnny Gargano to not have a title. And, uh, you know, I mean, it still kind of tie into the main... And it kind of ties into the main event. Um, I did, I did want. Uh, well, I don't know if we should talk about it because it's kind of, uh, you know, segueing into the main event. But uh, uh, there's a reason why I picked Ricochet. But uh, we, would, uh, if it's okay, I'd like to wait until we talk about uh, Black Champa. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Um, also, just to keep you guys updated, Chris Black right now is watching Jack Swagger in his MMA debut. So he's in the chat right now. Um, he's watching it on another screen for Bellator. Um, he's going to keep us updated. So uh, let's hear, hear what happens there. We'll be talking about that in the weekly wrestling recap tomorrow in other news. But um, yeah, I... Yeah, I I have to say, like Gargano, from in my mind, had to win that. Ricochet, like Ricochet, I love Ricochet, but as Adrian said, I don't know how long he can keep doing that. And you know, the problem is someone like Ricochet, he does ridiculous spots when it's not required, and he'll end up getting to a point where he can't do that anymore and people won't look at him the same way. Um, but it's what makes it's, him special. That's the problem. <laughs> you know what I'm Yeah, you know, uh, it is, isn't it? Things. It is. I politely disagree. Like the rock. Okay, so the rock said something, yeah, ages ago. And I don't know if it was just rock bandwagoning, but he goes that Ricochet is going to be a future WWE champion. I can see him as a SmackDown champion. I can see it, but I, I, and his promo work has got so much better, like so much better. But if it wasn't for the flash that he has, he would just be another guy. And I don't say that in a harsh way. I say that in a, how long can his body continue to do it? Tim, you sound like you're about to break there. Tell me what, tell me what you're thinking. Why don't you agree? (laughs) I just said I politely disagree because uh, unlike uh, Will Ospreay, 
Ricochet has lessened his risk that he takes. Um, when we saw him at TakeOver War Games and he did the double rotation moonsault, he had not done that move since the best of the Super Juniors in 2014. Um the moves that he does, he cho- he chooses because he can do them well and it doesn't hurt him. He When he started out as a wrestler, he was taking way more risks than he has now. And I said, unlike Will Ospreay, who is still taking major risks, new risks, and people are afraid of his, of his health. Uh, so that's why I would disagree. Okay, from from your unique point of view, actually, yeah, your unique point of view of actually being able to work to some point, yeah. Do you think <laughs> that? No, no, but I'm gonna say that. Do you think that? Do you think he takes? Obviously, you said he doesn't take that many risks, yeah. But do you think that he needs him. to do? Yeah, but do you think he needs to do that? Do you think that if he okay, so let's say Ricochet gets to the main roster, do you think that he would need to con- do you think he'd stay special? Like or do you think he'd go the Shinsuke Nakamura route and people would just become desensitized and just go, Oh, well if he doesn't do something like that double rotation off the top, then we don't really we don't really care. No. I think I think that if he keeps his same moveset, people will still be in awe of him. Um, the Shinsuke Nakamura reference, if they would have kept Nakamura the same as he was in New Japan with his moves, uh, his allure would have never dwindled. Um, but with Ricochet, they don't have to do that because it's not strong style. It's just high flying. Okay. No, I was with Ricochet especially. He does tend to split people because there's people that think that he does too much and that he will he will he's diluting, he's break you know, he's not he his match against uh, Will Ospreay was amazing, not because of the fact that like there was a point in this takeover match when he did that kind of Kota Ibushi no, the Will Ospreay spot um from Wrestle Kingdom, you know, where he landed on his feet and it was weird because in New Japan it was p- p- captured perfectly. In New- in NXT Takeover he did exactly the same thing essentially, but it wasn't captured the same way. It was just like another snap, 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 snap in the match. And I feel like you know that whole like he needs to slow down, not because he's going to injure himself, but because I was trying to call part of his match, and I'm like, well, you can't, you can't, can you? Because he's just like he's flipping all over the place, inventing things as he goes along. And I think that it. I think he'd do well maybe on 205 Live, but I feel like that would be a drop down for him. And well, oh. the, um, the funny oh. part about what you're saying is that Ricochet did the, the Kota Ibushi spot with Kota Ibushi before Will Ospreay did. I know, yeah. I know. No, but I know that. But this is what I'm saying, yeah? In my mind. Try, tonight, they tried to do that. But they didn't do it cinematography, like they didn't do it production-wise as well as New Japan did. Like you're definitely right. You're definitely right. It's yeah. It's just I, some, I, uh, yeah. Well, I, I gotta say, like, so for as far as going to 205 Live, 
I would not mm-hmm. say that's like a a downgrade for Ricochet because uh, in 205 Live, their matches, in my opinion, they put on they put on some classic worthy um, matches every week. Uh, as someone who's been watching it for the past few months, uh, I can safely yeah. say that those are some of the best matches I've seen so far on the WWE product. Um, so I think Ricochet, if anything, if he does go to 205 Live, uh, he's going to have some damn good matches with with a lot of the rosters over there. He so could I don't put, think uh, the cruiserweight yeah. title back on the back exactly. On the main I mean, if, if you put it on that guy, I mean, when was the last time it was on the main roster show? What when was when Enzo had it? So. I was going to say, Adrian, yeah, actually, yeah. So do you think yeah. that he could, do you think that going to somewhere, so like going to a 205 Live, do you think like he could like increase the exposure of the product and increase the, because the quality of the match, that's the thing. I'm not saying quality, match quality on 205 Live is terrible. It's just no one's watching. So, only if, yeah, I, no, like true. I said, only if you give him the belt and he brings it to the main show and he defends it there sometimes, he could be the guy that can do that. Like I said, I'm not sure if anybody's checking. Like, it's good. Buddy Murphy's like shocked me with what he's truly been capable of being on his own. But I don't know oh, if he's amazing. moving the needle exactly like you would think he was for that show. I think if Ricochet was that guy, because my only issue with Ricochet will always be his non-wrestling presentation. You know, so he's a heck of a wrestler, but I'm just like, you know, he'll throw some shades on him, put some of them fancy shirts the Rock used to wear on him or something. You know, improve his like non-wrestling presentation. You know, you know, make a character out of himself somehow. And I mean, he could be a he could be a real star star. You know what I'm saying? I, think- I like the I, I like the suits that he was wearing lately and everything like that. That's cool, but. Oh yeah, I'm saying. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like he could be that guy, that smaller guy, that Ray Mysterio type guy that could transcend his weight class or AJ. That's why. That's why I see him as. I see him as a Ray Mysterio, and I think that he could. But you're right, and that's exactly a point that I, I would have made, like Agent, and it's that his non wrestling, and I think that's why on a two hundred five live, maybe yeah, actually, maybe that could be a time to kind of give him a chance to get a character. I mean, Neville was nothing until he went to. 205 Live, really. He was just another guy. And then what happened? He built a character in that time because he was a pretty big fish in a very small pond. And I think, yeah, but at the same time... yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting thought to think that Ricochet would go to two hundred five live. Not any reason, because any shade on that, but just because it would feel like a waste. But two hundred five live is getting a lot better, and I'm going to leave it there because two we could talk about two hundred five live for hours. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to take you to our next match, which was for the women's championship, and um, we had uh, let's see, have a look at these. We had a in oh okay so I I picked Shayna Baszler to win this match because she has she was she's so much better than I expected her to be after a few matches I, I say it over and over again that match she had with Nikki Cross is when she was made for me that was the point she made she was made um in my eyes um, Chris Black in the chat is saying Swagger just won the first round and he's took the opponent down oh damn he's doing alright and Ricochet was impressive um, I, I said heard, I heard R-Truth brought him out to the ring I mean to the cage I saw really? I saw somebody tweet that oh damn 
Yeah. I'm, I really like our truth. He retweeted me the other day, and I was so pleased about it. <laughs> telling oh. everyone at work, <laughs> and, uh, and they were like, they were like, yeah, but who is he? I told my brother yesterday, and he was like, talking about talking about Run the Truth Killings. Yes. Now, um, I uh, anyway, I I picked Basler. I'm gonna go to someone who picked um, Bianca Belair, which happened to be Adrian. So, Adrian, <laughs> you went to Bianca Belair. Why? <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on. Shayna doesn't need that belt right now. I mean, come on. I mean, she's done wonders for it, but I'm just like, when you when you keep building up a story like they have with Bianca, go ahead and strike while the iron's hot. Don't make, don't treat her like they did Braun Strowman. Strike while oh, the iron's yeah. hot and go for it. Like I said, this girl has everything possible to be the best women's champion they've ever had. She's got that factor, same as Velveteen Dream. Yep. Period. I mean, I, I mean, I, I said I was just like she's gonna win tonight. She's gonna go on to be the best champion they've ever had in that division. That's a big, that's some lot of big shoes to fill right there. By me saying that, but that's just how I feel about her as a performer. I mean, she invests in her ring gear. Her entrance is awesome. Her music's good. I mean, she performs up to her physical ability. She doesn't overdo it. She doesn't overthink it in there. I mean, she could be a champion for a long time and elevate every single body in that division. And Shayna still has plenty to do with her horsewomen. I mean, they already had something built in for them to, when they're with that whole thing with Dakota, EO, and Kyrie. They haven't finished that out. So she still would have had something to do, even if she had lost the title before she instigated her rematch. So that's the that's my whole thinking behind that situation. But it doesn't really surprise me that she won. I mean, not at all. Well, see, because I, I really like the Bianca Belair gimmick. I really like it. I think it's diff it's it's different, but it feels like a bit of a throwback at the same time. Um, and I like the fact that she just has a weapon with her all the time. Like Chris uh, Chris Black in the chat was talking about, he'd never watched NXT before, um, at like a takeover event, and he said, "Oh, I hope that she uses her hair as a weapon." And obviously, at that point, we got that sick looking hair whip. Um, oh, damn! Yeah, it um, rivals it definitely rivals Walter's chops. So yeah, like. She drew blood. I, mean, I remember just looking at her. I was like, "God damn!" Um, yeah. So actually, both of you guys, Sid and Tim, you both went for um, for Shayna Baszler. Sid, why? Why? And give us your Bianca Belair thoughts. Uh, yeah, I, I love. I like Bianca Belair. I think she's great. Uh, I think she's a very good athlete. I saw her in the May Young Classic. I love that she's. I think they're using the hair as a weapon. As honestly, it's very creative. You know, in my opinion, maybe it's been done before. I'm not sure, but uh, it's it's very creative, especially in this age. But uh, I don't know, man. I think uh, Bianca Belair right now. I do think it was a bit early to end her undefeated streak, but, you know, and I think me and Tim, we were talking about this. Um, it would have been much better if uh, the match ended in a DQ and uh, Bianca won that way. But the reason I've said Shayna Baszler uh, is because I don't think uh, they were ready to take the title off for her just yet. Uh, maybe they're waiting. They're trying to build up someone else. I don't know who that person could be. Personally, I would love to see Mia Yim take it off of Baszler, but um, yeah. You never know. Well, they have um, a built-in story, so that's not a you know being roommates and all. So yeah, that's true. I mean, that, I mean, we'll see. I mean, that could definitely uh, Adrian. That could play. That could factor into the to that storyline somehow. You know, because we've seen that before with uh, AJ and Samoa Joe. You know, in a similar fashion, we've seen that. So I think that could it could really work. Um, but 
I don't know. I, I would love to see, yeah, I would love to see that scenario somehow. Bianca, Be- not Bianca, Mia Yim versus Shayna Baszler, and Mia gets the title. But uh, yeah, like I said, I don't think they that uh, you know backstage is ready to take the title off of uh, Shayna. Um, and I like Shayna too. I think she's badass and whatnot. But uh, you know, like I said, I I was ready to see a title change. I don't think backstage is ready to see a title change just yet. So we're gonna have the Queen of Spades rule for a little bit longer. Hmm. Um, she might show up at the Tim, Rumble. Who knows? Yeah. T- so Tim, yeah. I'll, I'll take it to you. So what? What do do you think that Bianca Belair should have won tonight? I know you said Baszler, but do you think she should have won tonight? I think she should have won in a DQ. I don't think she's ready to be champion. Uh, this mm-hmm. takes nothing away from her gimmick or her ability. Uh, if you watched closely to the match tonight, you could see several times where Shayna was telling Bianca what was next and what was coming next, what to do next, especially near the end. Um, mm-hmm. So it seems like Bianca may not have the... Um, you know, putting together the match uh, and stuff like that under her belt yet. Uh, I don't think that it was like a Braun Strowman situation because she stood up multiple times and eventually tapped out, or not not tapped out, but faded out, and that was kind of like a hearkening back to Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bret Hart. Um, so you think it but, kept strong? Oh yeah, I, I don't. I don't think they they weakened her at all. I think, um, and also, you said she has the charisma. Uh, Adrian, who did you compare her to? I forget. I mean, she kind of likes it. She has an it factor, kind of like Velveteen Dream. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. It's she weird. also has the it factor, like her husband. Yes. Yes. Montez Ford. I mean, like, why do they, Why aren't they putting them together? It's. It's weird to me because I think that she could do wonders for that tag team, but maybe it's because she's not there yet. But uh, I th- I don't think they made her look weak, and I thought that this was a great match. Okay, yeah, I, I was thinking, you know what, Tim? Yeah, that's exactly what you just said there about um, the Stone Cold deal, um, the the rising up, the rising down. That's exactly what I was going to say. Bianca Belair came out looking strong as hell after this match. She she looked she looks solid. She looks like the kind of person. Nobody's fought off that clutch like that yet. Period. If I'm not mistaken. So right. And like Val said earlier, you said that Shayna was made in the Nikki Cross match. I think they both were. I think Nikki Cross came out of that match looking stronger than she ever did, and it was in a similar fashion to how we saw Bianca come out tonight. Oh, yeah. I mean, if that was the first match I saw with Bianca Belair tonight, I would have seen a woman who had who was pulled around by her hair, used it as a weapon. There was a point in the match that I noticed where she started holding her ponytail, like, to kind of keep it away from Shayna grabbing it. Um, and then I saw a woman who held on. Like, you know the first point when she got up, I was like, okay, false, no. And it was like, she didn't tap out. She faded away after attempting to get up as quick as she could. Um, the What did you guys think of the, of the ref bump, though? Did you think that that was needed? Oh, that was, <laughs> that was yeah. 
I really like that ref, Lady Jess ref. I follow her on Twitter, and like I felt so bad for her because, like, it wasn't. It was so obvious what was going to happen. And you know when she flipped around and she went to like she was all dazed and she went to she looked fine. I remember just thinking she looks absolutely fine. Like <laughs> she, almost her like ref she didn't want to take it though because she was completely out of position. Bianca literally had to run towards her. <laughs> it's like she didn't want to take the bump. Yeah, like it, it's, it's almost like it away from it from me. <laughs> Yeah, it's a really weird ref bump as well. Like, I haven't seen a ref bump like that. And like, But what I did like about that, and that's one of those, as you said, about the charisma factor, like, so ref bump happens, Bianca Belair gets the pin, she turns around. Now, the second she turned around, she started screaming and just freaking out. Like, I've seen people oh, before, yeah. you know, like, get angry. But it was, it was like, instant, like, the second she turned, like, like that gear in her head turned and she realised, oh, wait, the pin's not... She just started screaming. She didn't know what to do. And I thought that that was fantastic. Like, what a reaction yeah. in the moment. Like, that's that whole charisma thing. That's the kind of stuff you can't teach. Um, but damn, like, what a what a really good match. She, I, I think oh, that uh, Bianca Belair has got a massive future ahead of her. And uh, I can't wait to see... I can't wait to see how this what what happens in NXT TV now moving forwards um, between those two. So, um taking us into the final match you're a main event and your main event tonight was um mr tomaso champa versus mr alistair black well, i was gonna say mrs Zelina vega i'm gonna say it, mrs Zelina vega so um <laughs> i uh because Zelina vega was over as hell tonight when she she did a cut little promo on johnny gargano um on the pre-show actually talking about the match uh talking about andrade and uh i i uh oh. I was yeah, re- I was sorry sorry no I said how crazy would it be just because of that altercation uh, Andrade obviously is going to be in the rumble what if uh, Gargano shows up in the rumble and just goes immediately after Andrade see that would only happen within an NXT storyline I don't think that the booking would like make sense in normal WWE land um, I don't think Vince would know no no but you know what it would be amazing and that would be something that if the new in the new era if that's what we were getting actual cohesiveness in storyline on Raw like on a regular basis <laughs> then I mean we'd like that That would be something to begin with but um, taking us to None our main event <laughs> No, no, no. But the thing is, nobody would notice. Nobody would even notice. They'd just be like, oh, they did it one week. Um, But yes, main event. Main event um, looks like we had for the prediction. uh, Let's see. I think, (laughs) looking at it, everyone went for Champa. Everyone went for Champa. Um, I'm going to go to Sid first, yeah. And I'm going to ask this question. Why is Champa the greatest sports entertainer of all time? Uh, one, because he, you know, I, I, first of all, I just like the guy. You know, he just seems to, like, I think uh, his DIY, I'll be honest with you, I didn't watch much of their DIY run. I, I know I missed it. What's, what's wrong with you? Stop covering wrestling. I know. Okay, I know. But um, Yeah, hang up your you boots. Know. Hang up your boots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, guys. That's it. I'm out. Bye-bye. You know? Anyway, uh, but I, I did, from whatever, I think like Tommaso Ciampa, since turning heel, he's been just like, like he's just come out of his shell. Uh, and he's really, like, really rides with this character. That's why I really like him. And I feel like uh, now there's like only so many people 
uh, in the business that do that. And Champa is one of them. Others, including like MJF and uh, Sammy Callahan, I believe. Tim, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But, uh, you know, I think that uh, Champa, first of all, like on social media, he still sticks to character. And, I mean, he definitely exudes confidence. And he is definitely getting a reaction out of people everywhere uh, he goes. And this is genuine heel heat. And it's not it's not like go-away heat, like what Baron Corbin has or what Roman Reigns even had, right? Uh, get well mm. soon, Roman. Um, yep. You know, enjoy your time with The Rock uh, filming the movie. Um, but, you know, I, and I think uh, he's been one of those few guys who's been really ha- been able to generate like legitimate, you know, uh, hate for the character. And that's because, you know, you love to hate him. And the fact that he, like I said, keeps it not just in the, in the show, but keeps it outside of the show and doesn't break kayfabe on social media or wherever in this, especially in this day and age where it's super easy to, um, I think that dedication really makes Tommaso Ciampa a, a very viable superstar for our generation. Okay. Very, very nice point there. I totally agree with that. I could um, better. Well, I'm going to come back to you, Tim. But first, Adrian, no, I want to ask you this. Oh, <laughs> I want to ask, well, I want I to ask you this. Say, better. Like, that's... Oh, that's okay, okay, okay. No, no, no. I'm, I want to get... I, no, I heard that. I'm going to come back to you, though, because I, I know that you, you couldn't say it better, but I want to give you a chance to. Now, Adrian, <laughs> um, what I was going to say was Champa... Um, in your opinion, like Champa is a great a great champion, in my opinion, I think he's great. Obviously, you said Champa. Do, do you think Champa needs the belt for now, or is do do you think to basically what I'm trying to say is do you think Champa needs a run like a Pete Dunn epic length run? Do you think he needs that run, or do you think he's already already a champion? He's already like a megastar. Like he doesn't need it. I think he can be, I guess you could say, the mini Triple H when Triple H was in his in his prime. See, Triple H, he was good whether he was holding or chasing, but it wasn't until after he had, had his run with the title that you found out how much how good he could actually be, you know, carrying like I don't know a feud and even not winning. See, and once this run right here for Champ is over, even when even if he doesn't have the title. He's developed his character so well, the nuances of it, and I mean, honestly, I get, I can just imagine how he, how he would be, like attempting to get Goldie back. He'll probably be more insufferable without the title than than he is with. It. Oh yeah. <laughs> can you imagine what, what he's going to be like when he loses Goldie? The, Adrian, uh, those are great points, man. The level. No, think about the levels he will, he will try to dig, dig out of himself to try and get it back. I mean, I, I kinda, this is, I'm kind of salivating at the thought of it right now, just thinking about. Oh my god, yeah. Okay, this is this is what I wanted to take it back to. This is what I wanted to take it back to Tim because I don't think that we've seen anyone like this for a very long time that's also been allowed to run with it. I think we've seen people close to it, like I'd say Mr. Kennedy, someone like that, but they weren't allowed to ever run with it. Do you think that? This could this act could continue on the main roster, and he could still kill it. Like, do you think that Vince would see it? Do you think that Vince would see it? You're asking me. Yes, him. Yes, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm asking you. Um, no, uh, and not because of Champa Champa's fault. I think that Vince 
like many other NXT talents, wouldn't know what to do and think he's too small and wonder why he has gray in his beard. Um, uh, and like, honestly, like uh, whenever I see him, I see Tywin Lannister and Tywin Lannister was the biggest prick on Game of Thrones. Um, but I mean, like everything that Adrian said and everything that Sid said is completely correct. Uh, he does the little things as well. Like every time he kisses the belt, he doesn't kiss the belt. He kisses his nameplate. Um, he he is just so good. Um, if he did go to the main roster, I, I think he would flounder a bit, but I think since he developed the character so well and that the XFL is coming up eventually, he would have, he would be able to get over mm, to the lengths he is now, especially if he were to be put on SmackDown. SmackDown seems like the place, and this is um, going back to like the SmackDown Six. It's ever since then, it SmackDown feels like if you can't be champion on Raw, you can go to SmackDown and be champion. And maybe we'll give you another chance on Raw. But, um, yeah, I think that Tommaso, if he were to go to main roster, he would flounder and not because of his own fault. Okay. No, I, I, I totally agree. I think there's the, the good thing and one of the reasons why I wanted to do this roundtable tonight especially is that NXT TakeOver is such a different show sometimes to the main roster that you forget that I said this when we were watching uh, the pre-show so during the pre-show obviously we had the 2018 um, awards for end of year awards for NXT and what you saw was a bunch of people who are being used incorrectly on the main roster with video packages of them doing amazing things and being like celebrated for it in NXT they're not even there to collect the award because they're probably on main event somewhere yeah like it's ridiculous it's ridiculous and I was watching it and I remember like I saw Andrade and I remember watching it and I was like ooh yeah the rest of 2018 nah he didn't do anything but like oh yeah that one time that he did something on Smackdown let's throw that in as a highlights package but everything else it's just different and I, I hate it sometimes because you see someone and you don't want them to be called up because the second they're called up Tyler Breeze yeah. is my he is my example of this every time I say to someone. Amazing gimmick. Yeah. Um, great presentation. Amazing wrestler. Totally over with the crowd. Send him up to the main roster. You strip all that away from him. Make him lose as many times as humanly possible. And then wonder why no one wants to care. Send him back to NXT and they go crazy for him because he's being used correctly. It's That's how it's Ziggler just- is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, that's a point. Um, do you think that Dolph Ziggler would... Okay, do you think Dolph Ziggler would be Cassius Ono in NXT? Or do you think that he'd be able to be a Tommaso Ciampa, like, just totally evolve his character and be allowed to run out there and do stuff? Or do you think he'd be the gatekeeper? Um, let's send that to Sid, actually. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, for personally, you know, I think that Dolph Ziggler... 
he definitely is very charismatic, excuse me, uh, a lot more. And if you're going to compare him to Cassius Ono, I would say he's a lot more charismatic than Ono. Um, I think, you know, uh, Dolph Ziggler being moved down to NXT would actually not be a bad move at all. Um, do I see it happening? No. But, um, you know, if you were to go down to NXT, I think uh, definitely, you know, he would. He might be relegated to the to the Cassius Ono role. But, you know, I, I'm not, I think it would be a little bit, I, I, think, I don't think he would stay there that long. You know what I mean? Like, I think he would actually get a little bit more of a push than uh, what Ono is getting at the moment. We've got some breaking news in the chat at the moment, and let's see from everything pro wrestling. It looks like Adam Cole, Tommaso Ciampa, and Johnny Gargano was on one side of this dispute, while Alistair Black, Velveteen Dream, and Ricochet were on the other. Hmm? Uh-oh. I don't know what that means. We'll find out what that means soon enough. Um, uh, but but yeah, I I totally I totally think that he would be a gatekeeper. And actually, let's take it to everyone. Adrian, he'd be Tyson, you... kid. He'd be Tyson kid. Okay, that's yeah. And he'd what do you think, Tim? That guy, what Tyson kid was while he was there. That's what he. That's who he'd be. Okay, okay. Which is not a bad role, really. No, you think about it. He... He was get. He was actually probably doing some of the best work in his career down there. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's when okay. I became a fan of the guy for real. So, yeah, yeah. Um, shoving match after takeover. Oh, okay. So the shoving match that must have happened after takeover. All right. So I'm guessing that in the next few weeks of NXT TV, we're going to see Adam Cole, Tommaso Ciampa, and Johnny Gargano on one side. Oh, maybe they're having a dark match after everything pro wrestling. We'll, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Um. Uh. So I think that's what they've that, been doing on their little loops on um eh. NXT um like those little tour dates. I think that I think that's the same. I think that's the matchup they've been using. Those six I guys. That is the. I think that is the main event, isn't it, of most of those matches? Because I think we've seen those pictures of them kind of standing, like ring to ring. Um. Oh, that sounded rude. Anyway, so it's going to go after dark so fast. Uh. Uh. I'm. I think I've got everyone uh, now for... Uh, um, I wanted... To... Oh, sorry. Sorry, Tim. Sorry a minute. I'm sorry. I don't think Ziggler oh, no. would be a gatekeeper. Uh, I th- I would see him as more of when Drew McIntyre left WWE and started running rampant everywhere. I think that if they unleashed him in NXT, he would come with a fury. True, yeah. yeah. He'd be so pissed at how they treated him up there. He's like, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm just going to kill everybody. <laughs> I I think he would work as that as well. I think, like, as, like, the obnoxious ass, he would be amazing at NXT, oh, yeah. like, full show-off, like, pure show-off. Um, he could rule that kingdom. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, first of all, obviously, thank you to all of you for being here before I switch into our next quick segment. Now, the problem with NXT TakeOver is that I have this little segment called Moments of Flair. Problem is, is that it's really hard to find bad things in there. So I'm going to quickly take a segment switch. We'll be about 20 seconds. For everyone in the chat, um, I'm just going to mute you for a second. But um, I'll be back. We'll be back right now in about 10 seconds with Moments of Flair. Oh, is my mouse working? Where's my mouse? There it is. Quickly go to moments of flair. We never meant.
player is not going to be as I hope it's to, but then you can see it's loaded to player <laughs> Um, and you guys are back now. So, so we have a segment on this show called Moments of Flair where we talk about funny things, I guess, that have happened um, in the night. Now, I have one moment of flair from the evening. Um, do you guys have anything that you want to add? Mo- um, Facepalm moment, anything. We can have a little discussion about it. Uh, I have one. Go for it, Tim. Uh, it didn't happen on the main show. It happened right at the end of the pre-show. Um, a couple of things that Pat McAfee said, <laughs> like he talked oh, yeah. about he talked about um, Gargano getting Alistair Black in the in the parking lot, and he called it like a a, a toupee Tuesday or uh, or yeah. something like that. And I'm like, what what does that even mean? And then he he called he was re- referencing Champa as an angry dwarf, and I thought he was talking about <laughs> Sam Roberts. I was like, "Are you really gonna go that hard on the guy that you're sitting next to, man?" Like, what? And then I really also, put it together. And I was like, "Oh, he's talking about Champa." Oh, okay. Oh, well, actually, you know what? I have one too. In that case, I have uh, go for it, too, and I think all of them. All of them come from Pat McAfee, believe it or not. Uh, I think he was the biggest Ric Flair. I think he was the biggest Ric Flair moment of NXT TakeOver uh, this week. This, this, uh, okay. Uh, I, think I, have to, them... I have to agree. I'm sorry? Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Because, uh, one, uh, he, like, when Bobby Fish came in and he was, like, just perpetually annoyed with him, and he, like, got, he, like, kind of stood up on the table showing off his jean shorts for some reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say that. I was like, because Bobby Fish called him out on it. Dude, he almost, <laughs> he almost popped Bobby Fish on, on live television. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, another like, one that I would say is when he. Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, this one comes from Sam Roberts. He was like, "Yeah, you know, it's too early for Bianca Belair to be on Takeover." I'm like, "What are you talking about? What have you been watching NXT? Have you been seeing what she's been doing?" So I was like, "Dude, just stop. Just do something else with your life than cover wrestling. Just please right. leave us." I'm gonna spin round to Adrian. Adrian, have you got any moments of flair for us? We'll come back to all of them and we'll have a discussion about them. But I want to hear what you guys have got to say. I mean, not really. Like I said, I kind of said mine. You know that that ref bump was atrocious. That was just yeah. Yeah, I just I had to face palm on that one. I'm just like, like girl, take the bump. <laughs> I'm I don't just, know what the hell is. I, I'm just like, what? I'm like I, she's standing literally like a 90 degree angle from Bianca. I'm like, you're supposed to take it in the corner. You know, Bianca <laughs> had to save that. I'm just like, I'm like, please, please, please take the bump. It just that was a face ball moment for me. I'm just like, in a, in a relatively good match. That's about the only thing I can point out, and it really wasn't a wrestler's fault. So, but that's what I mean. Like this, re- it's really hard to find them. Okay, my moment of flair for the evening was. Um, but the thing is, it's not really a moment of flair, but I feel like normally it would be Cassius Ono biting Matt Riddle's toes. What the hell? I made a note of that. And I I said that you either have to be really committed to your craft or insane. Like, yeah. to bite a man's bare feet in that ring. I, I know. Especially Matt Riddle. Those flip-flops have never been washed. I mean, I don't expect that. So, like... Um, <laughs> 
so weird. Himself in Listerine mouthwash after that. So <laughs> I can just imagine like Matt Riddle. He's probably like I've done worse. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I've been here at NXT for so yeah. long. <laughs> Actually, Cassie Sono probably has done worse. Actually, I shouldn't say that. Cassie Sono tends to listen to a lot. Anyway, uh, so uh, so that was my main, <laughs> my main moment of flair was Cassie Sono biting. But the ref bump, the ref bump. All right, I say we take a vote. Yeah, who we got here? Those open slaps by Matt Riddle had me scratching my head. Who's that in the chat? Um, that's Chris Black. Um, everything pro wrestling. Yeah, the open slaps by Riddle had slapping your head. Okay. Uh, all right, so of all of them, um, it's my show, so I'm going to decide. So uh, between all of you, um, uh, like even though yeah, Pat McAfee. Okay, I'm going to give two in this one. Pat Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee as just a general moment of flair for the whole show. Yeah, yeah, and the ref bump because the Matt Riddle thing is fine, but that ref bump was atrocious. Like. It's Terrible, it's terrible. Um, yeah, um, weird, weird stuff's weird stuff. But yeah, your moments of flair for this evening. Now, um, on that note, we're going to look at wrap it up. So before we do wrap up, first of all, big, big thank you to all three of you guys for assembling tonight, Avenger style. Um, and that's big yeah. thank you to a- yes, thank yeah, you. thank you, thank you. We made it work. Thank you, first of all, to Adrian Brown from the As the Buckle Turns podcast. I'm going to get it right one of these times. I've got it right. First of all, Adrian, um, you are linked in the description, um, but do you want to tell us a little bit about what your podcast is about, what you do, where we can find you, and that kind of stuff? You've got 30 seconds, please. The floor is yours. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you can find my podcast, you know, As the Buckle Turns on all your favorite podcast directories, and I'm on iTunes iHeartRadio, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, CastBox. I mean, you can find anywhere. It's, I, it, my show isn't very review heavy. It's very, it's topical. I just talk about topics in the industry that that are just you know weighing on my mind. I do take feedback. You know, a lot of times I do put it in my shows. You know, so you know, tweet me. Um, if you want me to give out my handle? I guess. Yeah, yeah. Please do any anything that you've got. The floor is yours. Yeah. Floor is yeah, yours. Uh, you can you can tweet my personal account. It's it's um M R A B Brown. You know, just just straight ahead like that. And um, you know, give me a, follow me. Usually, I follow back if you are a wrestling fan. You know, DM me some suggestions for the show or something like that. And you know, give me a follow. You know, subscribe. The show does go to YouTube as well. I, I don't really try and build that up a lot, but you know, it's there because I know people love it. So, yeah. We've got you. Thank you very much, Andrew. We've got you linked in the description for your YouTube channel um, over on Twitter as well. He's very active on Twitter. Um, so if you're there, feel free to drop him. As I said, like all these three people are very active on Twitter um, and they're very, very, um, very audience um, involved. So make sure you message them anyway. Enough of that. Next up in the line of lists that we have here is Sid, the nerdy Mark. Um, let's tell tell us um, a little bit about yourself, um, a little bit about your channel, where we can follow you. 30 seconds. The floor is yours, my friend. 
Sure. Thank you, Fal. First of all, thank you for having me on here. Really, really appreciate it. Um, yeah, as, as uh, Fal mentioned, I am Sid, the Nerdy Mark. You can just uh, type in the Nerdy Mark on YouTube, and it, you should see a couple of my videos pop up. Um, I also I talk about, like I said, everything from wrestling to anime to comic books to video games. Uh, definitely going to do my best to have more gaming and uh, anime content on there. Uh, look out for Punisher Season 2 review coming out soon, as well as an anime review coming out very very soon uh, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at SIDS92 capital S for both of them uh, you can follow me on Instagram SIDS500 both uh, S's lowercase and uh, yeah just um, really excited but thank you for having me and that's it <laughs> Okay, and last but not least, by any stretch of the imagination, it is it's Mr. It's Tim from Armbar Audio Podcast. Um, you are only part. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm last actually, so you know we could wait. But, <laughs> so, so <laughs> I love you all, uh, but Tim. Um, part of the armbar radio uh, sorry armbar audio podcast um the floor is yours please 30 seconds please just bro, put yourself over my friend put yourself over so at armbar audio we cover we do review and reaction videos we do interviews we do live reactions like watch alongs uh we vary our reviews to different uh promotions every week uh starting this week we will have two uh weekly shows one is called impressions of impact by me tim farley reviewing the weekly episode of impact and wrestle uh the main roster recap with my co-host john he will be running that on wednesdays uh you can follow us at armbar audio on twitter instagram facebook youtube armbar audio all the way also coming up this year with sid the nerdy mark we are having a twitch channel called armbar nerds where we come together and basically geek out and do nerddom type of things uh you know we'll be doing gaming we'll be doing anime we'll be doing wrestling it'll be a coming together of sorts as sid is our third member and we are honorary nerdy marks we decided to create a twitch channel together um aside from that thank you so very much foul thank you adrian thank you sid this has been an amazing conversation i loved every bit of it and uh that's it i'm out tim farley dude i love this absolutely love this we and i said as i've said to everyone i'm going to keep the lines of communication open um i if i'm hoping that you guys have got something out of this as well like to be able to meet other oh, yeah, people yeah, content absolutely. creators um and I, I as i said i'm going to be doing this on a regular basis we're doing one tomorrow um just to let you know who's going to be on that show um we have a chad from um view from the top rope podcast we have um, omega luke from the omega luke wrestling podcast uh, we also have Danny and Mike, um, known as Broken Mike uh, 316 and Poison Princess, um, who do watch alongs as well. And I've been, um, we've been kind of do watch alongs for a long time. They do live streams. After their Royal Rumble live stream tomorrow, they'll be joining us uh, via Skype. Um, they are hilarious. Um, and I can't wait for that one either. Um, I've really enjoyed this, guys. I really, really have. Um, 
and thank you for thank you for challenging me and thank you for making me look wrong every now and then god damn it uh it's what i need it's what i need um and yeah th- thank you for bringing me your real opinions that that's what this show is all about um we're going to be doing the this show will be released um as a standalone um probably tomorrow once i've got once i've woken up um video form and it will also be done in audio form um tomorrow weekly wrestling recap all that kind of stuff um but obviously if you like this thank you chris for joining uh, joining today um and i think that you've subscribed to a few of the other channels there um that's awesome and yeah i just ah, very excited now i'm not gonna be able to sleep um but I'm going to continue this chat with these fellows just for a few minutes. We're going to wrap up after the show ends. But um, again, I'm going to let you guys say your byes. So uh, starting off with Adrian, sign us out, mate. Sign us out. <laughs> Thank you for having us, Val. Good night, everybody. Uh, but before anything else, Adrian needs to record me some voicemail messages so that I can put them up because I don't want to pay someone to do it. And I feel like he's got a really good voice to do it. Like he needs to do my, he needs to do my IVR. You need. To, That's what I'm trying to get into. To, so I'll let me. Okay. Yes, actually, if you need a smooth soul voice, yeah, for anything, please, please, yeah, search out Adrian Brown. Because my God, if I had a voice like that, I wouldn't leave the house. I don't anyway. But like, I just. <laughs> Talk to myself. Well, dang. But, yeah. Now, seriously, look, seriously, it's, it's smooth. It's it's smooth like cocoa butter. Anyway, next up, <laughs> Tim. Do you want to say your goodbyes? Do you want to say your goodbyes? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, uh, thank you, Fal again for having us. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention: tomorrow, men's and women's Royal Rumble matches. I will be reacting to them live, so be on the lookout for that on my channel. But uh, until then, ladies and gentlemen, I must bid you all adieu. In the words of the best pop machine, Kenny Omega, goodbye and good night. Mwah, bang. Yep, and Tim, give me, give me yours. That's it. You can sign, you can sign us off before I leave for the evening. Wherever you are in the world, whether it is morning, noon, or night, you have a great one, and peace and love to all of you. I really didn't expect that. That's good. That's good. <laughs> um, that's great. I'm going to see if I can actually get us out. How do I get us out? Oh, what if I do this thing? You know what? I'll just break this stream very, very briefly so I can put up the picture. And then, yeah, we'll just continue this chat on for a minute um, off the stream just so that, you know, you guys can give me some feedback and uh, we can just kind of geek out for just one more little minute. But let me just get this working. And then where the, where the hell is it? the hell is it come on i've got a lock streamlabs obs you harsh mistress you the problem is is if i have video this whole thing goes crazy anyway as i slowly bring this out come on foul you can do this done this a hundred times you can definitely do it tonight uh oh this is gonna look hilarious <laughs> um on that note this has been a foul original if you liked what you've seen um obviously Give me a like. It really helps me in the algorithm. And subscribe. Check out these guys in the links in the description. And you can join us tomorrow from 9 p.m. Sorry, 8 p.m. GMT for the weekly wrestling recap. And then we go live for a Royal Rumble at from 9.30 all the way through. Um, and yeah, just hit me up on you, uh, Twitter. Also, special evening this evening. I'm officially at 10,000 followers on Twitter. So it's, the dream is a lie. Yeah, you get a pro wrestling tease shop now. I mean, that's not what I was always doing this for, but yes, that's what the dream has always been. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it. So merch is... $75. <laughs> 
I mean, I don't have dollars. We only have sterling over here, so I have to get the followers. So. <laughs> but um, on that, thank you all for joining. This has been a Fire Original. Thanks for watching. And we will see you all tomorrow's. Bye. <sighs>